It's a very niche movie, it's a very niche quote, but there's a quote from a particular movie I'm thinking of where someone says, love is not a feeling, love is an ability. Love is not a feeling, love is an ability. And I hear that at first and I think that's just another sappy quote from another sappy romance movie probably. But the more you think about it, I think it really is actually true. Love is not a feeling, love is actually an ability. Well, why? The past few Sundays in the church, really the past four or five Sundays in the church, we've been getting these gospel readings from St. Matthew's Gospel, and Jesus is talking really ultimately about love, and it's what we would call nowadays tough love. Tough love. That this is it, either you love or you don't. This is the reality, either you choose to love, you choose to follow Jesus, you choose to love him, or you reject him. There really is no in-between. There's a such thing as doing what it takes little by little based on where we are in life to try to meet him where we are. Sure, that's a real thing, but that's not trying to meet him. That's actually doing what it takes to meet who he is. That's actually choosing him, even if it's imperfect. Love is not a feeling. Love is an ability, and this is an ability that God himself created us with. It's written into the very core of who we are, the capability and the ability to actually love, to choose. Because as we know, life is really all about choices. It's about the decisions that we make, whether that's decision to, of where I'm going to college, what I'm going to study when I get there, even if I change my mind one or two or 16 times before I graduate. It's all about decisions. What our job looks like, this type of job, this type of work, this location, that location, it's all about what I decide. Relationships, what I want to pursue with this particular person, what my relationship with my friends are going to look like, who takes priority, what is that precedence going to look like in my life, it all really comes down to how I decide to live my life. Life really is about all those choices, but to make a choice, we actually need the freedom to be able to do so. When I say the freedom to do so, it means without coercion, without being pressured or forced into something, because that's not a choice. We're being made to do that very thing. We have to have the freedom to choose, but also the capability to choose. That may seem like the same thing, but really it's not. See, the freedom is, like I said, to choose something that without being coerced, to choose something that is there to make the free will decision of, I want this instead of that, the end. I can freely choose that. But the ability is something totally different because the ability is really being able to look at a situation and determine, am I gonna say yes? Or say no because I can have the freedom to choose something but the ability to say no to this one thing over here and to decide to say yes to the other thing is really the hard part if you're like me you suffer from what father Mike Schmitz would call the good kid syndrome you never want to say no to anybody because you feel bad because you feel like maybe you won't be loved maybe you won't be appreciated maybe you're choosing something else over this particular person and at the nitty-gritty of it, yeah, that's what's happening. When you make a decision, that word decision means to cut off. When I decide to do this, I cut off everything else. I decided to show up to Mass today, which means I cut off all the other possibilities of where I can go, what I can do, what that time is going to look like. But if we let ourselves fear and then let that make the decision, that's not a freedom and that's not the ability to choose. So where am I going with this? The Lord presents an option for us each and every day. We have a decision to make for ourselves. And it's very, very simple. 
Am I going to follow the Lord or am I going to follow myself? There's no in-between. You can't make your own path where it's kind of in the middle. And yeah, I think I know what he wants me to do, but I'm going to do it on my own terms. That's choosing you over him. The gospel is very clear. And I have to admit, I've always heard this the wrong way because I thought, oh, Jesus is telling them, okay, you're not going to get into heaven first because you got the wrong answer. No, what Jesus is saying is, yes, elders, Pharisees, scribes, you got it correct. So why aren't you living this way? The father is our father in the parable. We are the two sons. He offers us this option. Either go into my vineyard and do my work, seek my will, love me, be within my church, read the scriptures, live a good sacramental life. Know me or don't. There is a decision that we have to make. There is the decision. And we're either like the first son or the second son. Now, ultimately, which one did the will of God? Well, the one that at first said no, and then later said, okay, I have a change of heart. I changed my mind. I had a conversion, if you will, and I'm going to go and do it after all. It doesn't matter what he said in the beginning. What matters is what he actually did, how he saw himself in that situation, who he became in the core of his heart. Because see, the, the second son who said, absolutely, I'll go do it. We're the Pharisees. I'm going to go and do it. I know you, Lord. I love you, Lord. But I'm going to love you at Sunday Mass, and then I'll see you next Sunday. We're not doing the will of the Father. We are choosing against Him. But notice how the Father in the Gospel reacts when the Son says, No, I'm not going to do your will. He didn't get mad. He didn't beg and plead. He didn't question, Why won't you just choose me? He respected the decision. I gave you the opportunity to choose. You chose, and I respect that. You have the freedom. You have the capability to say no, and that's what you did, and I respect it. God will always respect our decision to not choose him. He will always respect the free will that he gives us as a gift, even if we misuse it and we choose to sin. What that does not mean is that God is okay with it. The Lord is not okay with our sin. He's not okay with us living double lives. He's not okay with us turning away from Him. He will do anything and does anything and everything that He can to pursue us. It doesn't matter what you do on Sunday if you just go live the rest of the week as if you don't know who Jesus is, as if you are choosing against Him. And I don't mean that to sound accusatory, but that's the reality that the Lord says, I will respect the decision that you make, but decisions have consequences. Don't claim that you know me and that you choose me and you love me and you're doing my will if it only suits your capacity, your preferences. That freedom to choose is what the Lord already gives us, but we need to put ourselves in a position where we have the capability to say yes. And yes, there is a right answer. Ultimately, the correct answer is to do the will of the Father. But when we choose to not follow Him, He will respect it. It doesn't mean He's just going to give up, okay, hands off, you're on your own now, bud. No, He will continue to pursue. And so I think we need to ask ourselves, where does our freedom actually really really lie where does your freedom lie because if you're choosing to come to mass out of fear of whatever not going to heaven fearful that maybe mom is checking your 360 your life 360 right now that happens every week i promise i get a text hey i saw so and so was at mass this sunday and i said it's creepy 
Maybe you're afraid of getting that phone call. Why weren't you at Mass this evening at Christ the King? Maybe you're afraid that, oh, Father, somebody's not going to see me there and they're going to wonder where I am. If it's out of fear that you were here, number one, I'm glad that you're here. But number two, ask yourself that question. Am I actually choosing the Lord? What is it that brings you to this church? If it's out of fear or if it's out of a sense of obligation, are you actually choosing him? Ultimately, sure. You're here. You're fulfilling your Sunday obligation. You can check it off. But is that a relationship with the Lord that he desires with you? My prayer is that we have the grace when we come to Mass each and every Sunday to let our hearts be a little bit more open to receive that divine life, that divine love, to see that the Lord calls us here not to demand that we come and give him worship. Yes, that is the reality that he does deserve worship and that he does say, choose me, worship me, and this is how I want you to worship me because it's for me and it's for you as well. I hope that we can see that so that we can choose him. Then we have the capability the capacity to say yes or to say no without fear, without ramification of doing the wrong thing. As I mentioned a couple Sundays, it's not about doing, it's about being. Being his beloved child, being his disciple. That only happens when we choose him. Yes, there's a correct answer, but we have to do it out of love. We have to choose him how? By keeping his commandments. Jesus says that in the, in the gospel. If you love me, keep my commandments. Just as I love my father and I keep his commandments. Even God keeps his own commandments. That's how we best love him. And we've talked before, I know love is to choose the ultimate good of the other person. How do we love Jesus when he is good? He is God himself. How do we want what's best for him? Well, it's not that. We don't love Jesus the same, we, uh, same way we love an imperfect human being. We love Jesus and love the Father, love the Holy Spirit by keeping God's commands. That's why we're here. But when we see it as this beautiful opportunity to protect the relationship that he calls us into, that he initiates, that he invites us into, that we then get to say yes to, keeping his commands and actually loving him in freedom gives us a greater capacity to love. Think about the vocation of matrimony. I celebrated the wedding of a very dear friend of mine this past Friday night, and it was beautiful. And it had nothing to do whatsoever with the music, the flowers, the dress, and everything else, the beauty of the celebration. But for them to walk into the church and say, yes, I'm choosing you, making that decision, that cutting off of everybody else to choose the best, to choose the person that the Lord put in front of them, and in doing that, it didn't cut them off. Oh, I guess I'm stuck with you because I said no to everybody else. No, it opens up a greater capacity, a greater freedom to love this person even more. If we choose to love God, yes, we're going to have to sacrifice some other things. The sin, the double life, the living for the world on the, weekend, on the weeks while living for the Lord on the weekend, or at least on Sunday. It's going to have to say no to those things. We're going to have to say goodbye to those things. But all those things, the double lives, the sin, turning away from him, that's what it looks like when we're trying to choose the world and gain the world. And as Scripture says, what good is it to profit the entire world if you're going to lose your soul? What good is it to have all of those different things to just insult and to reject the one who loves us the most? This is not a guilt trip. This is the reality of who we are as Christians, that we have a decision to make, and whatever you choose will be respected. 
God will allow you that freedom. But if we do truly seek peace and fulfillment, if we do truly seek freedom in our lives, then we have to seek the Lord in that freedom. We have to put ourselves in a position where we have the capacity, the capability of saying yes or saying no without fear and without hesitation. So again, I ask you, where does your freedom lie in your own life? Where is your ability to love? What's your standard of deciding? How do you decide to love or to reject the Lord? How free are you really? Whatever hinders you, whatever keeps you from being free, choose to free yourself. Maybe it's time for a good confession. Maybe it's been 12 hours. Maybe it's been 12 years. Be free to choose the Lord and to go be free from your sins. To be free from your sin, to be free to receive his love, and to be free to love him in return. That is the only thing that matters at the end of the day that we are in a place of freedom to let the Lord love us so that, again, we have that freedom to choose him, that ability to say yes or no, and to truly, really, in the depths of our hearts, just as in the depths of the sacred heart of Jesus, to possess that freedom to love. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit www.ctklsu.org.